And you're listening to the Journal of Marcus Thai podcast, episode 48. I sound like me. Welcome, this is your host Marcus Tai, and this is the podcast helping you get your first million gold in Warcraft. And we are back in the Pig and Whistle Stormwind in the kitchen of Stephen Ryback. We're sitting by the fire on this lovely sunny day is my co-host Nev of the blog Auction House Addict. How are you doing Nev? I'm good, thank you Marcus. How are you? I, you know, I'm doing really well. I had a really interesting week, uh, some in-game. Mm-hmm. And some outer game. Now, uh, I took the opportunity to uh, break from all my uh, activities. I took time out. I played a bit of hooky. And um, I, I went to visit the BBC. Ooh. And uh, yes, uh, I, I stood next to a Dalek, which was great. Oh, I'm so jealous. And uh, I stood outside the uh, Doctor Who police box. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know when you go in, it really is that big. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> uh, saw the newsroom and uh, actually read the news. Oh, wonderful! So they taught me a bit about uh, what not to do in front of a microphone. So hopefully, I'm uh, I put my best BBC voice on. How about you? Uh, you've had Pirate Day, haven't you? We had Pirate Day at work yesterday, which was brilliant. Um, I turned up at work yesterday morning to find um, a kiddies party pirate hat, uh, an eye patch, uh, an inflatable sword, inflatable parrot, and a little miniature bottle of rum on my desk. And this is work you do, is it? <laughs> this is work, yeah. Well, this, um, our week in WoW, this should be our week in WoW. Yeah, um, we kind of got off track, sorry. We kind of <laughs> got off track, but uh, I, I thought I'd mention my, my visit yeah, to no, the BBC. Yeah, no, that was cool. I was, and I, I should mention, if, if you're visiting London, then the tour around the BBC is really, really cheap. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's only, it's only about 11 or $12. Uh, and, and it's a great hour and 20 minutes or so. So, um, yeah, visit the BBC. It's great value for money. Oh. Um, now, our week in WoW. Well, since it's been, well, it's been a few weeks since the last podcast. Yeah, and, we got uh, sidetracked there somewhere, uh, didn't we, Marcus? We, yeah, we got kind of sidetracked. But um, I did gain my Draenor Pathfinder. So if you follow me on Twitter, you probably see me crowing <laughs> about my Draenor Pathfinder. Although someone like, I think, Alternative Chat probably did that in the first hour or so of uh, Tenan Jungle opening up. I was, it was a bit of a grind, I must admit. And it was a bit of a long, a long achievement to get. But anyway, I, it, it did get me playing a lot more content, I must admit. And yeah. I had missed... Uh, quite a bit of content um, that I thought I had finished. But uh, the nice thing was, as soon as patch 6.2.2 hit the server, I was uh, I, I kind of jumped on my mount 
and up, suddenly up and away. And suddenly realised I was flying. I didn't have to go and visit, you know, this trainer or that trainer. Mm. Um, I was flying. And the nice thing is, uh, you get uh, the soaring sky terror as part of that achievement. I think I think it would have been a good idea if they'd planned it this way from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but flying, flying, uh, I, I really like it. There is kind of um, some new content available if you fly. If you're flying in the Grand, there are outside areas now of um, the, oh, I can't think, uh, the Ogre area, mm -hmm. where there are a few more rares that you can you can kill. Um, yeah. And in Tanan, in the Citadel area, uh, Hellfire Citadel, there's an outside area that if you fly over the top, there's a new boss there that you can you can actually kill. And I think the, the first time I was flying, I flew over there and there was a group group of players, mm -hmm. you know, accumulating around the boss. And I, I think I was able to uh, participate in 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 that. There you go. Okay. Um, so, on this part of the show, we talk about news from the front. So, Nev, what's happening in WoW? Um, not a lot, to be honest, Marcus. Um, news has been very scarce. Um, I think after the initial excitement about Legion and everything, I think things seem to have quietened down again and they're not leaking anything else now. So, we're just going to have to wait patiently. Um, but in the meantime, um, the good news is that there are a couple of new books coming out next next year. Um, yeah, now they're written by, or the, the they've chosen the author, Timothy Zahn. Yes. I have not come across him. No, he's a New York Times bestselling author, though. Yes. That's for the original, um, for an original StarCraft novel. Okay. So, um... World of Warcraft Illidan is going to be William King. William King, okay. Yes. So, um, I'm not a... I haven't read any of the um, WoW-related books by anybody. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Christy Golden. Yes. And I was surprised she didn't get a look in. Well, maybe she's working on something else we don't know about. Yeah, so I've read several of her books and I really like them. Um, mm. I think if you read some of her books which are which are done really intelligently really sensitively to the to the genre i think um you can relate a lot more to the characters when you play so it, it does flesh out the characters a great deal yeah and give you some of the backstory to to much of what you're playing if you just play wow you you get a kind of superficial view of many of these characters so no i do i do like to read the books and they're short reads anyway they're not war and peace yeah. Um, so we had patch 6.2.2. We spoke about yes. flying. It's a, that's a little bit of old news now, though. We're, we're a bit late, aren't we, We're a bit Marcus? late on patch. We're a bit late. I've not done... Oh, I've been doing some PvP in Ashran, and apparently now if you um, enter Ashran and you then leave within 10 minutes, I think... Mm -hmm. you No, within five minutes? Uh, I think it's a 10-minute debuff. No, oh, five minutes. You're right. The five if you're minute in the buff. game five minutes, you get one buff, and then if you leave before that runs out, then you get a ten minute debuff. That's right. There you go. Called we. I don't know. You can't Requiem. even read your own notes, Marcus. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, you become a deserter. Yeah. Okay, well... Um, and then obviously BlizzCon's coming up yes, as well. So yes. people are on countdown to BlizzCon. So October 28th. Now, we are recording this on Saturday, 19th of September. And the time is uh, 2 p.m. or it's 2.48 really. Because Nev had to get a cup of tea. And, I had to uh, get two cup of teas because uh, we chatted so long at the beginning. And she had to put her makeup <laughs> on for the podcast. Um and that's uh, so that's two forty-eight Greenwich Mean Time, mm-hmm. where all time begins and ends. There you go. Are we on Greenwich Mean Time? Are we still? We're still on British Summer Time. Oh, don't get me confused. <laughs> I think we're on Azeroth time, aren't we? I'm on my own damn time. I don't care about anybody else. <laughs> okay, so that was our news from the front, and as promised, we are going to talk about uh, our next part of TSM, which is—is is it part two? Now you just—you just said. Hang on a minute. You just said BlizzCon October twenty eighth. It's not. It's Isn't not it? October twenty eighth. No, it's November the sixth. You're a week out. <laughs> okay. It's November the 6th and 7th, isn't it? Unless they've changed it. And I'm reading an old bit of news. Oh, you know what? I've put opening week. Ah. It's October the 28th to November the 1st. But BlizzCon is the week after. Okay. My mistake. <laughs> What's an opening week? You know, where they have events like Starcraft oh. and, and things like that. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um... Trade Skill Master, Getting Started Part 2. And if you remember last week, uh, we spoke about um, uh, what is TSM, installing TSM, and how to get data into TSM. So this part, we're going to talk about uh, groups and operations. Mm -hmm. Okay. We are indeed. So that's what we're going to talk about. Now, just uh, a recap. On the last show, we spoke about quick posting and if you remember quick posting is a way you can quickly start using trade skill master um, and we said how do we configure it yes well it's set in the configuration module in the configuration button you, you click on that and then there's operations config and then there's shopping and then there's posting options that's right but you need to understand your price sources. Now, TSM can pull its prices that it uses in the database from a multiple of sources. Um, it has its own database, which Marcus has spoken about before, getting the app to uh, scan your auction house. Um, but if you've been using, I think it's Auctionator, it can also use the Auctionator database. And... and I, is there, a, is there an auctioneer database as well? Yes, or if, the same if you have auctioneer installed, mm-hmm. then there are a group of variables which you can use that just take all the uh, scanned information from auctioneer. Yes, so if you've already been scanning the auction house for a while on a different system, uh, TSM is clever enough to use that database in the short term while you get your TSM prices up to date, which is kind of cool. So when you're setting up your uh, configuration, you need to decide which database you're going to use, uh, which price source, so that TSM knows how you want it to calculate whichever operation you want it to calculate. That's right. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the one I always use is because I've got the TSM app on my uh, Mac, or if you've got a PC, you'll have it on your PC. Um, I tend to use the DB Auction database. So I'm using the TSM uh, native database, which collates all the market information. It periodically downloads information well when i'm not in game uh, you can scan within game using trade skill master but the application allows you to uh, pull down information uh, when you're not in game and every hour uh, that uh, db database is updated and to use that information uh, you have to use a uh, price source or think of it as a placeholder for all that information called DB market. Now, if you want to find out what all these price sources are, then if you're in WoW, you can do uh, forward slash TSM space sources and it will print out, TSM will print out all the price sources that you, you can use. And I think there's quite a few actually. Um, mm. And we'll be talking about some of those um, a little bit later. Okay. Okay. So, yes. So, on to the next bit. Okay, so now we're going to talk about groups. And really, a group, you can think of a group, is just a collection of any gathered or crafted item. Now, for reasons that will become apparent later, uh, we'll talk about operations. Uh, When we talk about operations, it's best to think about these two categories of group. Okay, and that would be gathered. So things things that you'd normally call, I mean, gathering professions, herbs and ore and hides and stuff like that. But not only from the gathering professions, but also while you're generally playing the game. So um, from drops, things like armor and weapons, etc. And then the other groups, the other c- category of groups, if you like, is crafted items. So pretty much anything you can craft from your professions. That's right. So anything you craft, it doesn't matter whether it's armor, weapons, potions, enchants, gems, you name it, um, you know, um, uh, cooking items. If it's mm-hmm. crafted, you really need to treat it differently from from items which are dropped, which you don't craft. And the yeah. reason for that, you're, you're, it will become apparent when we talk about operations. So let's okay. park that question but that's a good uh, a good point okay so so why should we create a group and how do we do it okay over so, to you marcus you're the expert so why create a group now as we said earlier you can start using tsm straight away using quick posting without creating a group in tsm3 what they're going to do is is create an ad hoc type of grouping system so that uh, when you're quick posting it will whatever is in your bag will become um, an ad hoc group but for now um, a group allows us to automate many of the gold mating making tasks for particular items Okay. And these tasks are things like auctioning, shopping, mailing, warehousing, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, they also let us refine the rules which TSM calls operations for particular items. So, for example, rather than having one auctioning operation or rule 
for all crafted alchemy recipes, of which there are hundreds, mm -hmm. we can split up all our alchemy recipes into different groups. Okay. And that allows us to apply slightly different rules or operations to these groups. So, for example, um, rather than having all alchemy recipes as one group, you can split them up into flasks and potions. Mm -hmm. uh, you can even uh, have uh, trinkets added in there. So, And you can even refine within those groups uh, particular types of flasks, uh, such as drainic flasks yeah. um, and, and so, so on. So what I used to do with my glyph making um, way back when, I had a different group for each um, each herb ink. So um, where you had all the glyphs that were made with blackfellow ink were in one group and all the um, glyphs that were made with, oh, oh wow, this is going back, I can't even remember, the yellow one, <laughs> the yellow ink went in a different group because I was crafting based on the cost of the raw herbs. So by having all the glyphs in one group that related to one particular herb, I could really optimize my herb buying price to keep my crafting costs down. And, and that's a very good reason why you have a different group. Mm -hmm. So groups allow us that refinement, really, when we're trying to trade, you know, list items on the auction house and even do our shopping. Yeah. Now, you can create a group in a number of different ways. Now, the first time you run TSM, TSM gives you some pre-made profession groups. Mm -hmm. um, there are also ad hoc groups that you can create uh, from items in the bag. And then there are predefined groups from websites and journals. So if you go to Wow Gold Journal, you'll see that if you look at Transmog, for example, uh, my Transmog page, you'll see I've created a whole list of items uh, for you that you can cut and paste and put into Trade Skill Master to form particular transmog groups. And there are lots of others out there that you can get from many websites, including uh, the Undermine Journal, Wild Auction, and uh, even uh, Trade Skill Master's own website. So mm -hmm. those are the pre-made groups. Mm -hmm. Now, to create a profession group, that's relatively easy. Um, TSM just says, uh, would you like me to create profession groups? You, you say yes. And then what it does is it creates um, a, a major group called professions. And then within that group, it has subgroups. Mm -hmm. So under that major group professions, it will have uh, listed all those uh, professions you currently have on that alt. So for example, if you have alchemy and enchanting, those will be become subgroups of professions. And then, sorry, sorry I was yes. just about to say, then it further splits mm -hmm. uh, those down into the two major subgroups, crafts and materials. Ah, right. Okay. So if I have the alchemy profession, I'll have the following. I'll have alchemy and then like a family tree or like your file management system. You have the below that, but inset, you have crafts and materials. Yes, that's right. And uh, as we'll see um, later, well, as we'll see in a, in a minute, uh, you know, that 
is not really that useful. It's um, because basically they're saying all the materials that you ever need for the alchemy profession is under materials. Mm -hmm. um, so alchemical catalyst, for example, will be listed in there, plus all the other um, yeah. things which you will probably never have in your bags. But it's a starting point. It's isn't a good it? starting point. Um, the material one is 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 useful. The mm -hmm. crafting one is not so useful. And yeah. what you can do there is create within that uh, subgroup a further subgroup. Okay. So, for example, in alchemy, I'd, I'd create a group within that crafts called flasks. Yeah. And But I, only, I, I may only list the flasks which are relevant to the particular expansion or, yeah. or one or two flasks which I think are useful from the last expansion. Yeah. And 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 the same with material. I'm, I may keep all the materials in there, but I may not find that uh, particularly useful. But you can kind of exclude that for the moment without deleting it. And mm. we'll talk about that when we come to operations. Yeah. So um, ad hoc groups. So... Ad hoc groups are really uh, groups that you create, as we've just said, um, that you want to refine the items that you're going to sell. And the way you do that, you go into the TSM configuration module and uh, you click on the groups tab. And then uh, you'll see a pane and you'll see groups listed. You click on that and then there'll be an option to create new group. Now it's very difficult to follow what's happening in a podcast. So what I would advise you to do uh, when I say, okay, you're gonna create a new group is to go to my uh, blog, wildgoldjournal.com. You'll see um, a menu item called Trade Skill Master. If you click on that, it basically takes you through all these procedures. How do you create a group? TSM configuration, groups, groups, new group. So basically you create a new group that way. You give it a name, you might call it flasks, uh, you might call it uh, potions, you might call it um, parts or anything you like. You just create a group which is gonna be relevant and meaningful to you. Um, now once you've, you've got the name, you have to actually populate the group. You actually put stuff in there. Mm. Now, unlike the pre-populated uh, groups of professions uh, that TSM has done, um, you have to actually get items in there. And there's a number of ways you can do it. The easiest way to do it is if you've got items um, that you've already crafted that you want in the group in your bag, you select the import export tab within the group pane and you drag the item from your bag into the import uh, area, which is the kind of the area that you, the input bar. Mm -hmm. And what that will do is actually um, uh, kind of suck that in, work out what the um, item number is. And if you're looking at the, um, uh, the, the, the chat panel where the mm -hmm. uh, messages come up in WoW, you'll see TS, a TSM message say something like, uh, one item imported. And mm -hmm. then if you click on the items tab, you, you, you should see that the item has been imported. Cool. 
So for our example, um, we've been talking about the ancient trading mechanism parts. Then there are 18 of those and they come from all over the place. Now, if you've got all 18 in your bags, the chances are that you've already combined them to make up the, um, the subparts because there are like four or five components that make up a sub... Um, you've got the overall component, then you've got like, I think, is it five major... Yeah, it, it, and then it, within it depends. That, it makes a module, doesn't it? That's it, yes. So you've got like four or five modules to make up the whole, but each module is then constructed of four or five bits. So if you've only got a few pieces in your bag, you're going to need a group called parts, and then you, you, you drag those parts to your group that you've called parts, and hey, presto, you've got those. Um, but of course you haven't necessarily got all the parts so how else do you get the, the rest of the parts into your bag yes yeah, so really you may only have one or two parts that that you've got in your bags and you know there are 18 parts in total or you may also want modules in there or you may even form another group called modules as a separate group uh, so yes. that might be more interesting but let's say uh, you know you you need to either shop for or auction uh, all parts of the uh, ancient trading mechanism and mm. you've got one or two parts in there. Uh, so what do you do? Well, uh, the easiest thing to do is, is to first of all get a list of all the parts from Wellhead. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you uh, need to enter the part uh, called the super cooling coolant, Mm -hmm. uh, part uh, when you uh, uh, look that up on Wowhead, you'll find that in the URL it comes up as item equals one one eight three three eight stroke super cooling coolant. That's the mm -hmm. URL. There's also a link uh, in well in the Wowhead item that um, gives you the. Uh, it's either called the tag number. Mm -hmm. Or it gives you the URL there as well. But basically, you're, you'll see that what you're looking for is a number. 118338 is the item number for the super cooling coolant part. Now, that that is really not a number. It's a string. Yes. Um, now, this is a programming term. Programmers get very annoyed if, I know you, if you call a number a string and a string a number it looks like a number but it is in fact a string it's it's a new uh, it, it's a list of numerical characters so it's, it's not treat, oh, I say. it's not <laughs> treated like a number that you can do arithmetic on but um there are always ways in programming where you can convert one to the other but for whatever reason in tsm such a geek. i know i know <laughs> When you've been programming as long as I have, <laughs> I know it, it, it kind of gets embedded. So in TSM, the important thing is TSM will say enter or import the item string. And you may get confused by saying, I haven't got a piece of string. I've got a number. Oh, OK. Uh, I understand. So that I let you off. That's what it means. So in that uh, import area and you. When you're in front of TSM or you're looking at my guide or you're on my website, you, you'll easily see what that input box looks like. Mm 
mm-hmm. um, you type in 118338. Now, if you've got a whole list of these numbers from Wellhead and you want to enter them all at once, you, you put each number in followed by a comma. Mm-hmm. Now, if you've typed them all into uh, a text edit um, application or, you know, um, not Word, really. It has to be a... Uh, Note, notepad or Word Yeah, and if you, if you put it, if you type them into Notepad and you get a list of these numbers separated by a comma, which is called a comma delimited string or delimited string. That's uh, a .csv file? It can be a CSV file mm-hmm. if you're into spreadsheets. Spreadsheets. Ah, okay. But it's really just a, a list of these numbers separated by a comma. You cut and paste that whole s- list into um, that, box. In that box. It, it, you may not think you have enough space, but believe me, that little box sucks in. Some <laughs> it's huge, like the TARDIS. Like the TARDIS. <laughs> and it magically it all goes in. And then TSM will say, I've imported uh, 180 items. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so that's the way to do it. Um, and your group is made. You've now got a group, and you've got a group called Parts. It's got 18 items in it, and when you look at the items, you, it will show you what these items are um, as they appear on the auction house. Um, and the other, really, uh, the third part of that uh, are the uh, pre-made groups, really. The, the pre-made groups are people like Nev, who have listed all those items on her blog. And uh, if you read her post, she'll probably tell you what all those item numbers are. And, ah. and you just uh, copy and paste that directly, no, directly into your... <laughs> You're giving me homework, Marcus. <laughs> directly into, your, uh, t- into TSM and it will create those groups. Now, if you go to my blog... WildGoldJournal.com. <laughs> I've got loads of these lists. I've got lists for TSM. I've got all the all the examples uh, for flesh. So if you want to trade in the Draenor flesh items, uh, which I've I've said in the past were very profitable. They may not be as profitable now, but they they still sell very well. Um, if you want a list of all those, uh, go to my site and and you see I've I've cleverly listed uh, all those items so that you can cut and paste so those are pre-made groups so i wasn't clever i've now got to go back and add them to my post haven't i Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> you meanie so those so those are groups that's mm-hmm. why we we create them in tsm makes life a little bit easier refines our trading uh and uh, but you've got a group you it's pretty useless nothing you can't do anything with them. The power of groups comes when you apply operations. Okay. So operations, you set those up for auctioning, shopping, mailing, and your warehousing operations. So it's basically, if you like, a simple formula to tell TSM, okay, we've got this. What are we going to do with it? And depending on which group the operation applies to, TSM will look and go, oh, look, we've got a group of uh, alchemy flasks. Now, what, what does boss want me to do with these? And then it goes looking for these operations. And the operations might be um, always sell it at 
X undercut or X percentage of market price, etc., etc. Or if it's, of course, if it's the shopping module, the shopping module might say, oh, what, what does boss want me to do with these alchemy flask group? Oh, we've got to buy stuff. And this is the rules for how I do my shopping. That's exactly right. That's yes. exactly what operations are. Now, you can do the programming talk. I'll do the <laughs> human being talk. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly right. There's nothing there's nothing frightening about operations. It's just that um, once you've got a group and can get stuff into the group, then the operations can be relatively self-explanatory. Really, um, before I talk, well, I, I managed it, so yeah. I'm sure our listeners. Can okay so you've now got a group um you know what your pricing sources are you've got pricing sources for market price minimum list price global price crafted values vendor price there's there's, there's quite a few mm -hmm. pricing sources that you can now apply within this operation but before i do that and i can give you all sorts of um pricing operations that i use but let's think about it let's say you've got a an alchemy group and within that group or perhaps it's a group all on its own you've got the crafted item for living still mm -hmm. so nev we have a bunch of groups what or how should we price living still well obviously profit more than the cost to craft it yes exactly so remember one of the five goblin principles of auction house trading is we we have to sell things for profit um, many people forget this and they put uh, up uh, or list items which of course when you take in the cost of all the crafting material uh, they're not making any profit so you you have to ask yourself okay i i've got living still what does it cost me to craft now you may know from experience that it always costs you around about a hundred gold to craft now i don't know what it costs on your server but again there's a post on my blog well gold journal which talks about this very thing it says well do you know that you can craft living still in about four or five different ways now uh, i won't test nev on all the different ways to craft living still but there are some <laughs> ways that are cheaper than others which are cheaper than others and uh, but basically there's going to be a minimum price uh, from which you can craft living still and and that is really your 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 crafting cost now when it comes to create a um, auctioning operation in that particular operation there's something called a posting set of prices mm -hmm. and there's something called a minimum price now uh, if it if the minimum cost to craft living still is a hundred gold then mm -hmm. my minimum price would be a hundred and five gold now here's a test why is it a hundred and five gold because of the auction house fee. Exactly. So people always forget that it costs gold to list up on the auction house. So you really want to add in around about five, six percent for the auction house fee. So it's 105 gold rather than 100 gold. Now, there is something called a maximum price. Oh, mm -hmm. I should say the minimum price is uh, after that reaches, if, 
living still drops below 105, mm -hmm. then you, then your auctioning rule will be, that's it. I, I can't undercut competition anymore. I'm always going to list at 105 if it goes, if, if the prices on the auction house drop below that value. So if people are listing for 50 gold, then you should say to yourself, there's no way I can craft or anyone on this server can craft living still for 50 gold. So Nev, what do you think we should do? Buy it up. Buy it up. <laughs> buy it up. And, buy it all uh, up. That's what if I always got, do. I'm if thinking you've this. got the gold, you buy it. If they, can, if they think they get, if they're putting it up for that, they've either made a mistake with their auctioning add-on or they're idiots. Right. Now, so buy it all up and double your money. Even if you only sell it at 100 gold, you're still doubling your money. Now, of course... But I'd put it up to proper market price. Exactly. So um, we now, uh, we've got a minimum price and TSM said, okay, well, what's the maximum price? Well, I, I'm going to say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to double that price. Now, if prices go above the maximum price on the auction house, let's say people are listing... Um, uh, living Living's still there. for 250 gold well you know the the, um, the TSM will say well I'm I can only list at uh, 200 gold it won't it won't go beyond or below that figure it will just mm -hmm. list at that now there's something called a normal price and people get confused about this a normal price is the price or TSM will list um, when there is no competition or there are no other items on the auction house. Oh. Yeah, it, it, people think that's their nominal price. It isn't. Uh, it's really, if there's no other competition on the auction house, TSM will list at that price. Mm -hmm. uh, it, won't, it won't list at the maximum price. Yeah. So the normal price, I normally say, is... 115%, 125%. So in this case, um, I'm going to list at 125 gold. Now, mm -hmm. the problem with this, and you can put those gold values directly into TSM, and TSM won't mind. It accepts gold prices. You can you can either put the gold, silver, and copper price in there as well, if, if you're going to be picky. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the rest of that auctioning... Uh, operation as an example will have other things like a duration post cap undercut amount and stack size so do, those are all the obvious things and don't yeah. and don't forget the undercut amount now what will happen if tsm uh, goes to post all your living still mm -hmm. and as it as it's posting living still it finds that um the someone has posted uh, living still at uh, 185 mm -hmm. gold. What TSM will do, it will say, uh, that's not above my maximum price. It's not mm -hmm. my normal price because it's uh, someone's listed on it. It's not my yeah. minimum price. I'm going to list at 185 gold minus my undercut value. Mm -hmm. And that's what it lists at. So when you when you go in and you see somebody's undercut you by one copper, they basically haven't adjusted the undercut price in their add-on. 
Well, they may have... I always, I always change the undercut price to a random figure, like one silver and three coppers you, and you, stuff like you, that. You can do that. You can do that. That's, uh, that's a strategy <laughs> which uh, some people use. Some people, I know the um, vocal gold makers, uh, say, I always do it by one copper. Mm-hmm. Uh, an undercut is an undercut. And that's what they undercut. Mm -hmm. There are some people I know who are very uh, wealthy gold makers who say, I never undercut. Mm -hmm. And they always list at their normal price. Yeah. There are some people who say, well, I tend to use something called the market price. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah. let's, let's step back and say um, we're creating our, our posting values uh -huh. on the auctioning operation why should i use the market price well if you play or if you trade on the auction house for living still day in day out you will know basically what the market price is but mm -hmm. the market price is is quite a complex calculation and if you go to tradeskillmaster.com they actually show you or tell you how they calculate the market price. Yes. Because it, but it's the one that moves with the market. It's a moving it? average yes. um, price. It isn't the average, it isn't the median, it's a moving average. So they, they take a set of points along a curve and, and, and then they exclude the outliers and they come up with something called a market price. Now, this, this reflects basically what people are prepared to pay and i think yes. i think that's that's a better way than putting in a value the only exactly. reason and, and the only reason i say that is is because i may not have played for a week or two and and therefore the my absolute values of gold i've put in yes. there may be absolutely way out by now but the by putting in a gold value you are fixing tsm you are like you're putting it in a straitjacket you are you're basically saying, if it's this, do this, this or this. With the market price, you're letting TSM be a little bit more intelligent. You're saying, okay, well, I haven't been, especially if you're in multiple markets. I mean, it's not even a matter of, oh, I haven't played for a couple of weeks. It could be that you're in so many markets, you just can't keep all the numbers in your head. Um, so, and, and markets move up and down. I mean, I used to see this on glyphs all the time. Certain glyphs would take off and be really popular for a few weeks and then they'd bottom out. So that by using the market price, you don't have to constantly go in and refine your gold prices because the market price is recalculated daily or hourly or every time you scan, it recalculates the market price. You've always got an accurate, I'm listing right now, what is the now market price? Exactly. And it does all its calculations based on that. So we can use the market price when we're uh, setting up our posting price settings in TSM, just for the auctioning part, remember? This is not for the shopping part. Well, we can yes. use it for the shopping part, uh, but it's not for mailing, it's not for warehousing. Those tend to have their own operations. We're only going to talk about this small part mm -hmm. of the TSM uh, operation of auctioning yes. Just to give you an example, and mm -hmm. and the principles can be applied to the rest of the operation. So for the minimum price, instead of saying um, 
105 gold, we can say something like 85% of DB market. And if you remember, DB market was the placeholder, the variable that holds the market price. Yeah. We could say, we could say that we want uh, the minimum listed price if we think uh, that most people um, are posting near the crafted price. But that can be a little bit uh, risky because mm. some people may put uh, some really silly values in there uh, and you'll be listing or you'll, tr you'll be trying to undercut uh, a really low value. Yes. Uh, for maximum price, you could say, well, 200 or 300% of DB market. And for the mm -hmm. normal price, you could say, well, 125% of DB yeah. market. And, and because, you've, because you've used that placeholder, um, uh, TSM will uh, keep recalculating the market price and your prices will reflect what people hopefully uh, will pay for. Uh, you can also tell TSM to post, you know, what what should I do uh, if everyone is posting below my minimum? You can say don't post, post at the minimum, post at my normal price and so on. Yeah. So I, I, I tended to um, not post if if the market price, if, if TSM was saying, oh, the prices are too low. I, I basically said, well, don't post it then. And the reason I did that was because if I saw, for example, living steel, that I say over the course of a week, my living steel was never getting posted. That is kind of a red flag that I've got something wrong in my operations. Okay. Or the, the market's moved and I haven't changed something in my operations. Okay. I, need to go I, I think don't post can be a good strategy. I'll just mention very quickly because, you know, I, I've actually written quite a detailed account of how to set this up mm -hmm. in my um, Journal of Marker's Tide Guide. So, you know, the there's a whole guide on Trade Skill Master. And there's a there's a little tutorial on Wild Gold Journal if you want to look lots at Lots of pretty pictures as well, Marcus, lots of, isn't there? Lots of pictures. It does explain, really, some of the background on, on, on what these values mean rather than just saying this is what you do. Um, mm -hmm. So getting back to living still, living still is a crafted item, but we have just said that minimum price is 85% of DB market. Now, what we may want to do for items which are crafted is say something like 105% um, of the crafted value. Mm -hmm. Now, what TSM, so there is something called, um, there is a price source saying crafted and what TSM cleverly does it has in its database a list of all the items and all the recipes necessary to craft living steel so you have to be careful if you use for crafted items the uh, placeholder called crafted but you can use the cost of what it does to craft and I, I use that many times one final, very quickly, one final thing I should mention is that many people, when they start using or mixing um, placeholders or variables or price sources, so for example, if I say the minimum price is 105% crafted and then yeah. my maximum price is 200% DB market, mm -hmm. sometimes TSM throws a wobbly. 
Yes. It says item or something invalid. Mm-hmm. And you, you get that coming up lots and lots of times. And it's because the uh, maximum price can be below the minimum price that you've set, funny enough. Yes. Or one of those. And it's because it's because this anomaly between the crafted price and the DB market price can be sometimes different. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not feasible to craft an item. So by using the, um, the crafted price as a minimum, if the market on the material, on the raw materials has gone crazy, but the, the, the market for living steel hasn't, then the minimum price being a crafted price could be through the roof. So that's an example of creating an operation. Uh, mm -hmm. You have to use price sources. Yeah. Uh, you have to be mindful of what the posting price settings are in the auctioning operation. Now, I can't go into all the other operations that you can create, but the auctioning operation is by far the most complex uh, and the one which catches people out. Um, there are other settings which we haven't spoken about and which are equally important. Duration, of Well, course. duration is fairly straightforward, isn't well, it? Well, it I is. Mean, what's it, the 12, 24, 48 hours? It is, but most people put 48, and that's not necessarily uh, the correct thing because you will find that most items you list will sell within the first 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. After that, they they're unlikely to sell yeah if if they're trade goods mm -hmm. uh, other areas may take longer so for t so for transmog i normally put 48 hours for trade goods i normally put anywhere between uh 30 minutes and 24 hours uh, yeah. stack sizes we've said size matters mm -hmm. and you've got to get the stack size right and then of course there's uh, something called post cap well, I used to use the post cap when I was doing a lot of glyphs and gems back in uh, cataclysm. Okay. As I say, once you apply an operation like auctioning to a group, it will appear, that group will appear under the auctioning part, not in the configuration, but when you're actually on the auction house, TSM mm -hmm. puts a little tab, modifies the tab, and it calls it auctioning. Now, when you click on that, uh, the groups with operations will appear. Groups mm -hmm. without operation, auctioning operations won't appear. So uh, you click on uh, your group. Um, let's say you've called it parts that we've discussed. And uh, you've got an auctioning operation applied to it. Uh, as soon as you say start, uh, it will start applying all your operations to those parts or to and posting your goods and, you? and it will post in the stack size duration undercut uh maximum amount all sorts of things so it's saving you an enormous amount of time it's you've made all of the decisions up front uh, you've thought about the market pricing you've worked out a trading strategy and it's going to consistently apply that to all, all items in your groups and it will do so very quickly so that's an example of TSM helping you uh, list items more efficiently and, uh, you know, using pricing 
uh, that it's accumulated over a large period of time now to do that manually is prohibitive okay to look at every item and to try and work all this out will take forever if you didn't have tsm or some other auctioning module yeah on I on mean, the auction house it does take a little bit of time to set up but you don't have to sit there and spend days setting it all up in advance you if you are auctioning on a regular basis you will already know what you've got to sell and what you sell regularly and you can just start with those items into yes. groups yes so what i would advise is because it's quite difficult to explain this stuff on a podcast oh, yeah. uh go we to need a, we need we need we need um um whiteboards marcus right. <laughs> uh, go to worldgoldjournal.com uh look for the post on uh flesh which tells you which basically gives you a very diagrammatic view of how to do this for the flesh item if you go to nev's blog auction house addict um she will have uh, there's, there's a very good post that she's written about making gold with the ancient trading mechanism now i'm sure she'll do a follow-up post on how to create uh, a group and her pricing strategy for that now tsm is all about not just groups and then slapping in the db market it's all about understanding the pricing strategy you've still got to think about uh, stack size duration and so on so there is um, uh, you know a little bit of thought that has to go into it now we've come to the end of uh, this section we may have a bit of hiatus on the podcast um, if there's something you would like us to talk about in the coming weeks and months then uh, you can contact me uh, uh, Marcus Ty at Marcus Ty on Twitter there's also Marcus Ty at journalofmarcustie.com. And uh, if you want to see lots more articles, uh, then please go to wildgoldjournal.com. Now, if you want all this explained in nice graphics and, uh, you know, to read at your leisure, there is, of course, the paid guide at journalofmarcustie.com. Now, Nev, and a very good guide it is to you, Marcus. <laughs> now, Nev, where can people find you? Right, well, the easiest way to find me is on Twitter, which um, is at Nev, A-H, Addict. That's where I spend most of my time. And if you're looking for uh, auction house gold making hints and tips, then it's ahaddict.blogspot.com. If you want to read about random stuff that I write about occasionally, um, including other games. Um, it's on sheridesdragons.blogspot.com And there we have it. So enjoy yes. your time in WoW and till next time we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.